It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely on Topic. It's the second episode of this fourth season, and I'm here, I'm of course, BA. I'm here with Jeff and Tim. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was going to have to cue him. Um, anyway. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I had like a little like thing that I could zap you both with. <laughs> oh, I don't. <laughs> it's probably I'm, I'm a bad quite idea. okay with yeah, I'm quite okay with you not having that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well anyway, we had to take a week off because of a personal issue that popped up and that's how it is. Yeah, life happens. And so we're back at it again this week, which it's actually good that we took a week off because we are all really having a difficult time watching games. Not that there have been a huge amount of games, but we're having a hard time watching them for various reasons. Again, life happens, yeah. Or in the case of the game against the Senators, I I, I found the one category of game that gets blacked out when you use Game Center Live in Canada. And that is Ottawa Senators games. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to spare you guys up there. <laughs> well, well, you see, see what it is, is their local broadcast is a, a local TSN affiliate. One of the few broadcasts that TSN still holds. Okay. And so TSN uh, want to share, because of course, you know, Rogers runs uh, Game Center Live in Canada, right? Oh, Yes. So so there are so basically Rogers is like well okay um, we're the national broadcaster here and we own Game Center Live on Earth we need to block out our own games and then national games in the U and likewise national broadcasts in the U S are not not blocked not blacked out and I'm you know not in any team's actual exclusion zone except for this insanity that is the Ottawa Senators one damn you know I was geared up to watch it I had you know nothing better to do that afternoon. So, and then, then that I couldn't, and I was like, I don't really feel like trying to find a stream. Yeah. So I didn't. So last night against uh, Detroit was the first game I've actually gotten to watch since the regular season started. Well, it was a pretty good one to watch. It was. Yes. But first, before we get into that, I do want to just say last Sunday, I was able to go out with a, a friend that I've not seen and. 26 years I mean six years yes because I'm totally hip and young um anyway I haven't I haven't seen him in a long time and he's he's he and I were talking about the podcast and he goes hey you're like the dead mother of the other guys aren't you (laughs) you're like the dead mother of that podcast and I was like Ah, this is not the first time I've heard this. (laughs) Guilty as charged. Um. (laughs) (laughs) So, yep. Yep. My friend Brian, he he said I'm the den mother. And so apparently if it, if you guys have said it and then other people who have not heard you say that have said that it must be true. And man, we're all fucked. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so before we get into talking about the game that happened last night against the Detroit Red Wings, we have to talk about 
poor Brandon Carlo and his inability to score on an empty net against Edmonton on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> poor Brandon. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, it, the, the Oilers went empty net and it was a wide open net. He had a shot. I mean, he was being pursued by someone and he had the ability to take a shot. And he, let's just be honest, even if he had gotten the shot off, <laughs> uh, it was still a really bad angle by the time he got the shot off. But man, he just didn't get it at all. And then yeah. he ended up flying. <laughs> he, he, he dog to that thing. Yeah, he took flight. Um, <laughs> Air Carlo. <laughs> um, uh, what was it? I think uh, is it Anthony that um, uh, likened it to that to the the hilariously bad worst play of um, uh, former first overall Patrick Stefans for uh, um, uh, career, in which he chuffed I, when he was he was with the Stars at the time. He chuffed on on an, open, on an empty net, and there was a, it was Stars against Oilers. And uh, Alice Hemsky picked up the picked up the chuffed empty net empty net goal empty net shot, went coast to coast and scored and put it into overtime and then the Oilers won. <laughs> Thus endeth the career of Patrick Stefan. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Who was selected first overall immediately before both Sedins. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's sad. I would like to say poor Dallas, but. Well, no, Dallas weren't the ones that picked him. They traded him for a moment. Traded, it was, of course, it was Atlanta that, that, that did that. Oh, poor Winnipeg. Oh, they weren't going to be Winnipeg for, the better, for, for over a decade at that point. That was 1999, man. They were always destined to be back in Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so, so basically, um, yeah, I, I had to, to, uh, to talk about that. At least mention it, because... Uh, I don't want anybody to think that I'm going to overlook the stuff that my boy does, especially when it's, well, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> when it's something that should happen to the two Nikiakity sacks, you have to talk about it, right? Right, right. It doesn't matter who it is. <laughs> uh, and he had had a good night, he had, by all accounts. And that just kind of, that was something that everybody will talk about or has talked about. Not not what a good night he had. The poke check. Did you see the poke check on Connor McDavid that he did earlier? That was fantastic, but no one's gonna talk about that. Like McDavid, it was only it was like Carlo and McDavid. And it's like if he got the, the puck past Carlo, it was gonna go in. And Carlo just poked the puck out. And it was beautiful. And no one took a screenshot of this. Nobody took a a, a gif or a gif. It's gif, but Nobody took anything of that. It was gorgeous, but it happened. It was awesome. Nobody's going to talk about that. They're going to talk about the the whiff on the net. So we have to too. And um, you know, when people talked about neutralizing McDavid that game, um, apart from that opening goal, no one top mentions Carlo. No, no. I mean, there was a period of time where it was like Chara was just on the ice for every shift. Well, well, well. Yeah, I think um, Pluto wrote about this for the Athletic, and basically. After that one kerfuffle, 
I think there was almost no time whatsoever. McDavid was on was on, on was was on the ice when he wasn't up against the Bergeron line and the Chara McAvoy pairing. Basically, yeah. Basically, uh, Cassidy's like, yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna hard shift this one. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, and also like Edmonton without Connor McDavid, they're they they would be like an AHL team. They are awful. They are so bad. They have exactly three good forwards, and two of them are on that line. Oh, they're so bad. And Seidel's not that good, thank you. He's, he's a badly overrated and overplayed pair, player, in my opinion. It's just, you know... Well, the money that they're paying him, yes, I agree with you. I, If they paid him Bostronok's money, might be a little bit better. Still blows my mind Blows my mind that we were able to get... That, that Sweeney was able to get Pasternak signed to this contract... After the the dry sidle contract happened, I know because we were really just not looking forward to that. We were all paranoid and petrified of what that result was going to be, and then it was a nice team friendly deal because David Pasternak's a nice boy. Well, and that's just it. And that's what's causing so much strife for um, uh, ta- for for Toronto right now with 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 William Nylander, right? Because um, he is the third most productive player from that draft. Both of the comparables are both respectively under and overpaid. So, yeah, that's problematic for Toronto and for the Nylander camp. It's, uh, that's why that hasn't happened. Offer sheet, Nylander. I know, I know. I was thinking that earlier this week. Oh, my God. I want to so bad right now. Especially when I saw, like, Nordstrom on the fucking second line. I was like, offer sheet, Nylander. Can't do that though. We don't have that kind of cap space. <laughs> no, we only have five million right now, and it would take more than that. No, no, I, I it's my suspicion that the personally that that, that the Coyotes are, are keeping their powder dry to uh, to drop an atom bomb on uh, on the Leafs in the form of an off, Matthews off, offer sheet next year. And I want it so bad. And I want him to post a picture to his Twitter of him of him as a child sleeping on, on peyote coyote sheets. <laughs> and meanwhile, Nylander took an offer sheet somewhere else as well, so they lost both Matthews and Nylander in back-to-back years. I would love them to lose two of the big three and just be stuck and just be stuck with Jammies there for forever, paying him eleven million. Yeah. <laughs> so Nylander, Nylander is uh, he's a right wing. He is a center slash right wing. Oh, that he's was played mainly right. He's played almost exclusively right wing at the NHL level to date, but that probably is capable at C. He just, um, for some reason, they thought it was better to roll Tyler Bozak at, at S third center than him last year. I don't know. And of course on that team, he's not going to be a center ever because they have Matthews, Tavares and Kadri, right? So as far as the Toronto was concerned, he's a right wing, and he'll never be a seat for them. But <laughs> did you know what William Nylander's whole name is? No. Ready? According to Wikipedia, so who knows? But ready? William Andrew Michael Jr. Nylander Italius, and that would be a hyphenate, except there's no hyphen. His, so his... a random junior in the middle of his name, like a Ginla, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously, he was named after a Ginla. <laughs> multiple people they were just like 
<laughs> they had so many family members that they needed to name this one child after that they had to just put them all into one name. Yeah, so I'm guessing that his, his mother's maiden name was Atelius or something. So, wow, that is something, isn't it? Anyway, I would love to offer Sheetam. That's not going to happen for so many reasons, but it's good to dream and he would solve some issues. Just it's not going to. Anyway, let's talk about that second line right now. Let's do that. Let's talk, let's talk about Nordstrom, Krejci, and uh, DeBrusque. Okay, DeBrusque is playing his offside, which, to tell you the truth, doesn't seem to have hurt him too much. It took a game for him to get into the rhythm with it, but he got two goals last night, right? So yeah, and and like one of them was like immediately off of the off of the draw too, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Blinked and you missed it. Seriously, because I blinked or turned my head and I missed you, it. You usually only see goals that fast off the draw, that perfect, like they're on the power play, and that was it. Even so, like fucking a, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm going back to the game. I, I need to revisit this. Because even though I was there, you know. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so he got two goals. Uh, Nordstrom, did Nordstrom get a goal on Thursday night too? Yeah, he did. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, the second line annoys me just because I feel like throwing Nordstrom up there is like a panic move three games into the year. Um, and... I don't know. If, I, don't, I don't know if I'd call it that. This is basically, it's like Cassidy wasn't happy with performance early on of any of the three uh, three young wingers. So that would be, of course, Donato, Heinen, and Bjork, each of whom have sat intern so far, right? Yep. Um, and so he's doing that on the ground. He's like, oh, no, you know what you're going to get from Nordstrom, whereas like each of them, the other guys have to rotate through and take a shift up in the up in the, up in the, the, the press box to, to watch, right? Right. I can see how it looks like a panic move, but right now you have the ability to play against some awful teams and experiment. Well, it's just it. It's it's not a. It's clearly not a long term thing, right? We hope not. And we have, and because it's a light schedule, both in terms of competition and number of games this month, Cassidy has that luxury to tinker all he damn well wants. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like the tinkering that he's just not giving enough chance for players to like gel together for a line to gel together. I feel no, like. I mean, but, but, but has he been? But you know, after the first couple of games, it's been reasonably stable a couple of games now, right? I mean. Yeah, it's, looking, it's looking like on the third line anyway, you know, not only two games, Tim, like the third line looks like we're, we're there. It's, it's going to back is Bjork are clearly going to continue being a thing. The question is whether it's Donato or Heinen longer term on the right wing, right? On the left wing rather, right? Right. And it seems to be those are the two that Cassidy's like, guys, get your fucking shit together. <laughs> How long did it take Cassidy to get the third line together last year? Jeez. Part of it was you had Bacchus who was, he was out, he was injured, and then when he came back, that's where he drew in and it, they had some chemistry. I, it just took a long time for all of that to settle out. Well, yeah, that's just it, because all the injuries that carried, that we, we were, you know, a full, a full strength team until, you know, beginning of December, practically, right? And so it was around then, I think, when that line got put together, because they were blazing at the end of December, early January, like in the early stages of that run. Yeah, so it was a bit before that one happened, and like that's that that was not a line I think anyone expected to happen last year, at all. A because like Heine didn't make the team out of camp, and like you know originally we assumed Bacchus they were still they were going to try again with Bacchus on uh, on Krejci's wing, even though that's you know they have zero chemistry. It's kind of remarkable, really. So yeah, that was 
That was unexpected, and it's a, there's a lot of moving parts here. I think longer term, Nordstrom's going to be a scratch more nights than not. I wouldn't worry too much about that. Yeah, I think it's better to send a message to the younger players early that when their play isn't up to snuff, let them sit and watch a game and figure it out, uh, rather than have this happen in midseason. Yes. So, I understand. I understand where you're coming from, Tim. I also would like to just know who's going to be on the second line. Because you want your first and second line to be, like, solid. Like, you want that figured out. And we have gone through so many years where it's like neither has been completely figured out. We know what our top line is. But honestly, what would it look like if you took Pasternak and put him down on the second line? And then put somebody else up on the top line? That's what I... I, I, that's what I want. I get wanting to have one really strong line that can, you can really just rely on. And that's what the Bruins are doing. They've scored 30 points so far this year combined. So they're definitely doing that. But at the same time, I would, I want to see, and this is mainly because of how well it worked in preseason last year. I want to see what Bjork Bergeron and Martian can do together on a top line and then have pasta on the second line. That way you have two playmakers that Krejci can deal with, with uh, DeBrusque and pasta. I'm going to guess that we're going to see a whole bunch of tinkering from now until about the 30th. But I don't think any of that's going to involve that first line. Like, honestly, no. here's the thing about that is I get the I the, the want to, to, to spread the wealth. And, like, I know during, like, the World Championships after we lo- were eliminated from the playoffs there that, that Krejci Pasta together looks great for, team, for, for the Czech Republic. Yep. But I just – when you've got something that powerful, that good, I don't think you break that up. Remember, remember think about the, what the scoring the three of them did in the, in the, in the playoffs last year too. Yep. But but also think what happened when they stopped that line, when those when they weren't scoring, that's when the Bruins ran into trouble. They couldn't score at all. So it's easier. It's hard to take out those three players. It's really hard. But at the same time, if you can succeed in taking the that line out, you can take away a third of the Bruins scoring. I just think that that Cassidy is waiting for the kids to step up. Okay, DeBrusque, he's answered the call. We don't need to worry about him. We need to worry about Donato, Heinen, uh, well, Bjork. Bjork seems to have done it. Bjork and, and Brusk have the same number of points now. Okay. Well, I'm just saying there are other there are other younger players that need to step up a little bit more so that we don't have to sit here and argue about Nordstrom. Well, and that's the thing. Like Heinen, I went back in because he's the only of all of our young of the young guys that can actually play all three situations reliably, right? Mm-hmm. Like not, none of the other young players can be both power play and penalty kill. A bunch of them are great power play guy, power play weapons, and great um, uh, penalty kill we- or bit great penalty kill weapons. But Heinen's the only one that can do well on both. Right. And you know, Heinen's the one that I'm actually the most disappointed in. Like I think. Donato is the victim of fan expectations. Mm-hmm. Heinen's the one that should be legitimately considered disappointing right now. Okay. All right. Well, I think we're just going to have to, we're going to have to suffer through this, this whole, like, figuring out the second line thing. We thought it was going to be the third line we had to worry about. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, and remember, you know, the third line won't be settled until such a time as the second line is too, right? That's true. Because the second line being settled, second line being resolved is going to affect who plays the left, who, who plays the left wing on that third line. And I mean, it could take some time. I mean, I guess looking back at last season, I think it was like December-ish that DeBrusque sat and was like told he needs to step it up. And that's when he really started to kind of kick it into the gear was right around December, I think. And he ended up having a really good year and he's carried it on into this year. So I, it, I guess it can, you could have something similar happen with one of the young guys or two of the young guys, I guess. Yeah. Now, now I will say the only quibble that I have with how Cassidy's handling this is, um, okay. Yeah. Rotate through those, through those three and sit someone get them and make them watch. But I'm not really clear on why, when you're bumping Nordstrom up, he's on the second line instead of taking one of the wings off the third line and, and keeping them with and keeping someone someone better with Krejci. But uh, that, but that's only a quibble. Like it's it's not not working, right? They they've won all these games, so I'll take. And you know, and by the same token, they seem to have resolved the three C problem. Maybe is that back is playing three C? Yeah, I mean he's he's he hasn't scored at all, but at least he's playing three C. Like. You know, I mean, they tried both Corelli and Nachari at 3C, and those were both very bad decisions, right? Yeah. Well, well, remember, Sean Corelli won the coveted 3C position, which is what we did not think was going to happen, but it happened. Well, he didn't win it so much as, unlike three prospects, he failed to lose it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. I guess it's a matter of being an optimist or... <laughs> oh, whatever you are, <laughs> realist. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, I what I loved about the first episode was like we said so many things and like everything was wrong, but that's fine. Instantly, too. <laughs> Instantly. <laughs> it, it's so great when you're sitting there and you're editing it and you're just like, oh. That's wrong. That's already wrong. That's already wrong. Yep, that's already wrong too. Okay. At least we admit when we're wrong. Just scrap everything that we said there. Well, like I, I mean, every, everything I said about three C, I can't believe how fast I was wrong. Right? <laughs> no. I mean, like we didn't even make forty eight hours after we recorded before Stanika got before Stanika got 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 sent to the to the OHL. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah. So it's okay. Uh- I feel like the only thing that's been worse is like there's one time I think I said something that was wrong before the end of that day. (laughs) (laughs) It's important to remember we don't work for the team. We're not professional scouts, nor are we GMs. And we're not in and we're not insiders. We have no sources apart from apart from our own bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) How is it that you described our podcast? Shit posting, verbal shit posting. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. We can be wrong. It's all right. And there are so many things that we could be uh, right and wrong about. How do you feel so far about the brewing <laughs> goaltending controversy? <laughs> uh, I eagerly await the day that Ty Anderson and Matt Kalman just, just, just grab hags by the back of the collar and the belt and huff them and hurl them from the press box. (laughs) 
and just like and just let the balcony devour him like <laughs> devour him like if a bat falls off the roof of a cave. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just, Start Halak, why not? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, some people just want to see the world burn. Um, I, I, I like that Halak's playing well as a backup, and that like he, you can count, you know, you can count on him at this point. Like he's played real well. Also, I really like his pads that have like the bear claws into them. That's really cool. Yeah, those so, are red pads. Um, there'll be no goaltending controversy. This is this is. It'll look like Halak's getting a lot of starts, but that's clearly by design. You don't sign Halak for 2.75 with an intention of playing him less than 30 games. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly what it needs. Like, this is, you know, I mean, for better or worse, they're not the years that won the Rask won the Vezina, obviously, but when Rask was truly at his best overall, was when he was, was when he and, uh, and Thomas were 1A, 1B, right? So why wouldn't you do that? And you know it would have been it'd be nice to not be paying two and two point seven five to be able to get that, but like it's the fucking way she goes. There's a lot of teams that are paying backups over two million now, right? That seems to be the where things are going, as people suddenly realize, oh right, we can't you know have someone play. We, we can't play our goaltender eighty games <laughs> because it because this isn't because none of them are Grant Fuhr. Although to be fair, um. What was it? Blow, uh, freaking Oilers did try that with Cam Talbot, and they broke him as a result. Oh yeah, that's right. They played him a huge ass amount of games. Yeah, like seventy five or something stupid like that. You know, I think that was the year when. Um, actually, what was it? What, is it? what are their legacy of backups? Because they've had a string of shitty backup of shitty backups to him. I think the seventy five game year one was the one he was backed up by Gustafson. We've been down this road. As oh, Bruins yeah. fans, no. <laughs> Dear God, no. <laughs> oh, Gustafson. Oh, that was not fun. No, no. So we should just be happy that we have a good backup, uh, that he's actually happy to be here, because you should have heard him speak after the game on Thursday, because, you know, uh, there was that goal that uh, Z, like, totally bailed him out on. It basically it hit the bar... And then it slid along the goal line without going in, and then Char was able to get it out without it going in. And he was, like, super happy, and it must have just, he's like, oh, I'm so happy to be playing with Z. It didn't help that the Bruins had a very bad game one, and then Halak comes in and pitches a shutout. But to be fair, like, people were making a bigger deal of that than they need to, because it was fucking Buffalo. But you knew they were going to. It, it just, the timing of it was not great. And I think that's why that Tuka's struggles, I guess, three games into the season, or a game into the season as it was, was like blown out of proportion. He's, and, two, and one, he, he's two and one now, so like, <laughs> whatever, really. I mean, they tried to push that stupid narrative that Tuka doesn't show up in big games, and it was like game one, like. And, I, and incidentally, he isn't actually two and one because, well, he did get yanked before the end of that game. Technically, that loss is Lex, at least from a box score standpoint. Um, uh, that's shitty for Halak. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it is. I, I, you know, the fact of the matter is this: is like people can sit there and complain about goals that that uh, Tuca is letting in right now. That's fine. Go ahead. And, and I will say, both of the goals he gave up last night were, was one of them especially was kind of embarrassing. But it didn't fucking matter. That teams team won eight two. <laughs> Under Claude's system where we struggled to score a goal, Tuca had to stand on his head and not let anything in, and that didn't always work. Now, he doesn't have to stand on his head to not let any goals in, especially when his team is scoring, respectively, four goals, six goals, four goals, and eight goals in the last four games. At a time when it's when based on long term math, if you the average winning score is is a three is scoring three goals, apparently. Uh, I think it was a Ryan Lambert article I saw that in, and you know, as much of an asshat as he is, he is you know right about things like that. So like, there's there's nothing to complain about here, right? <laughs> Not really. There's stuff to complain about if you like to complain. There you go. But really, let's, you know, I don't want to entertain that. There are going to be people who hate Tuca for being a goalie, for breathing, for being Tuca, for the Red Sox loss last night. Sorry, Tim. We had to blame Tuca. We, well, Chara and a couple of the kids were at the game last night. Oh, no, no. Actually, I was reading um, something from Fluto or, or, or Joey Mack this morning. The entire team went. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, Charp had an Instagram post, and I saw someone like tweet the actual picture saying it was like a father cu- a father with his cubs or something like that because it was Charo with two of the younger players. No, the one he had in his Insta was, was, with, was with Martian and Pasta, though. Um, but oh. I, think, I think the entire team the entire team went, apparently. And uh, according to the article I was reading, it was, uh, it was uh, Wagner that made that happen because, of course, you know, he's one of the local boys. Well, I think I thought it was like a box or a suite or something because that's what it looked like. And I still have a suite on my brain, I guess. But it, they were all together and and they had like little tables and stuff. So I don't I've only been to one Red Sox game. I didn't have a table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it was definitely like suite level. I think it was I think it was because with the Red Sox games, they have like an indoor portion and an outdoor portion with the suite. So, like, you can sit in seats outside, but you also have, like, everything inside as well. I have a lot to say about suites. <laughs> <laughs> and if people will indulge me, I will do that right now. You gotta Go have it. a suite! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Suites are awesome. I love them. If you have a group of people that you're going to a game with, you know, let's say you have 18 people that you're going to a game with, get a suite. Like, spend the money. I Maybe you don't have to order the food and stuff like that. I don't know. You can figure that stuff out because that does get pricey. But but get a suite if you can possibly swing it because you can talk to your friends. Well, that was just it. It was like, well, it was like, you know, getting together and watching a game, a game at someone's house because it's just you and your friends and you're not all stuck in a row so you can only talk to the ones you're sitting immediately next to and such, right? It's... Yeah, there are like tiers of seating within the suite, you know? You're you're overhanging the ice so you can see the stuff on the ice. You can move around, you can eat, drink, whatever. You and... don't have to wait in line for the public washroom. <laughs> oh my god, a bathroom. It's like the best thing. Really seriously, we had a bathroom. We had a fridge. Oh my god, it was so great. And we had to take our tickets 
and scan them to get in the door. Oh, I want to go and do that again. And again and again and again. I didn't do it enough yesterday. And I did it like two or three times. It's amazing. Oh, you got to go get a suite. It's so fun. And then you can get in your suite and there's a glass, uh, you know, between you and the next suite over so you can wave to them. Only one, only one suite waved back. Yeah, but we had some trouble behaving like we'd been there before, you know, which, apparently is, which is apparently a thing like you're supposed to do in hockey or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, the people that were in the suite, like right to the other side of us, were not coming down and sitting down in the seats at all. They were all like standing behind in the living room area of the suite, I guess, or the kitchen area of the suite. But man, oh, it was so fun. It's just so fun to like if you you have a group of people and uh it, it was so much easier than trying to coordinate seats where you can actually talk to everybody. Uh, and a bathroom. Oh, my God. And I, you can take your sweet-ass time leaving. Wait till everyone else is out of the building completely before you have to actually go anywhere. <laughs> to be fair, we were getting kicked out. But. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. We did. We, 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 we had clearly st- overstayed our welcome. But to be fair, we, we did wait a very long time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was about a half an hour after the game was over. (laughs) Easily. But anyway, ah, it was so fun. So, yeah, we got to see the Red Wings game. And, you know, at first I was kind of like, oh, it's the Red Wings. And that's not super exciting. And that first period was kind of boring hockey. It was the second period where, you know, things got like, you know, crazy. (laughs) Well, it was Charlie who saved the first period, like scoring at like nine uh, with uh, with uh, fifty five seconds left, nineteen oh five. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, thank God, <laughs> we're gonna win this one. Oh, it was so fun. Oh, we saw Nifty. Well, I saw Nifty on the stairs, but I I I didn't get out. Hey, Nifty, in time. I saw him. <laughs> I'm all over the place. Yes, so we did We did all see that game yesterday in various parts, but why don't we just talk about that a little bit more? We won't talk about sweets now. We'll just talk about the game. Pasternak had his 99th, 101st goal. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was a hat trick. A pasta trick. It was. Never-ending never pasta goals. Okay, I do have one thing to say. My husband did throw his hat down, and we had to wait for it to get to the ice, but it got there. With the help of some people down in Loge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know you ha- it was it was Pasta's first goal was the um uh, was the one in the first. McAvoy scored four forty four into the second. Oh, oh damn it. Ma- okay. McAvoy was right off a uh, face off. It was like a it was a split second shot right off a face off and it went in. Alright. It was really nice. Look, there were a lot of goals yesterday. If I got them a little mixed up and to be fair, I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, yeah, I mean, that was that was that was that was those were intended to be like sounds in a scent. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you it, those sounds to me sounded like like oh sure, like you were there. You saw that I was drinking. Yes, Jeff was there. Um. <laughs> so, okay, you're right. McAvoy was in the second. I now have it drawn up on my phone so I can look at this. It was Pasternak who saved us in the first. He scored a goal in each of the periods. That's right. DeBrusque had two. He did. 
which was nice to see see him get um uh get those goals. He's been one that you feel like he's gonna score like kind of every game. Like he's always around the puck. He's always working hard, and it was nice to see that uh, rewarded. Um, especially that one that kind of trickled in. He really worked hard to get that get the front of the net there and uh, score that one. Oh yeah. The one that trickled in was that the first one or the second one? I believe first. that was the second first one. one yeah. His second one was the, was right off the faceoff. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, his second one was that ridiculous, like super fast snapshot, right? His first one, he like he drove to the net with a puck. He got it trickled in, and then the defender for Detroit knocked it out of the out of the goal because it just went over the line and then the defender knocked it out and then um the but the ref saw everything and he was the one he made the like kind of the emphatic yep that's a goal that's a goal oh yeah it, i remember it, that yep it was it was um yeah that was when we figured out the west macaulay was one of the refs last night yes, yes. <laughs> i saw the i saw the number four and it was like oh it's west macaulay yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where it's like we were noticing things at various times in the game, very late in the game. Like, oh my God, Thomas Vanek, he's on the team. That he's was like in the yeah, bottom I, half of the third before we was like, Thomas Vanek's here today? How have we not given up all the rules to him? <laughs> I feel like Vanek's been traded from Detroit like every year for the past like five years <laughs> and then like gone back. <laughs> he's like a. He's that like, okay, happened. I'll take you back, and they're going to yeah, trade him. Happened. That only happened two years ago. Last year it was Vancouver, and then traded to Columbus. Right, the year before it was uh, Detroit, and then traded to Florida. But like, speaking of of, of Vanek and players on the wings, I swear to God, half those play, those names are those people are made up. Uh, yeah, who the I mean, fuck is? I don't even know how to pronounce this. E H N. Oh, the chronic. No, no, no. E H N. Oh, yeah. On. On. Christoph On. It's Christopher On. Yeah. Who the fuck is that? Or like, there's a T Bertuzzi on that team. Didn't Todd Bertuzzi retire five years ago? I obviously that's a joke. It's Tyler Bertuzzi. It's his nephew. But anyway, that's not the point. Um, Ghost of. (laughs) (laughs) And then Onric, the Ronick, or Onric, or whatever the Philip with an F over there. That's definitely not real. Um, I think I think Sulak is like a player that is one of the fake players that the NHL makes NHL 17 makes up after you it makes up like five seasons into a be a GM mode. And then like and Andreas Athanasio or whatever. Oh, Athanasio. Uh, at, least, at, least we, at least we've heard of him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm not convinced. In fact, no, no. Actually, yesterday I was doing something and, uh, and Mandy said, "Hey, Athanasiu," <laughs> or if she's like, "Hey, I'm Athanasiu," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I get it." Because every time I hear his name said, I think they're saying "Happy to see you." Oh, that makes sense. I get that. Okay. You know, if you're not paying attention, it's "Happy to see you." Let me have that ridiculousness, like like last night, Dylan Larkin deciding that he took issue with Nolachari's gorgeously clean hit. <laughs> and uh, like trying to fight him. <laughs> well, well, there was also another like similar thing to uh, Brandon Smith and Chara, where someone came after Chara and he just kind of like swiped them away. 
And were, then they didn't, they didn't try to come back. You just like kind of swiped them away and was like, okay, done here. I forgot what it, who it was. It might have been Larkin. I don't know. Yeah, what happened was like, uh, you know, Larkin got hit by um... a bus named Nolachari. Yep, you know, <laughs> Nolachari. And then, so then they continue on down the, the the boards, and then Larkin's like, "Hey, I I I I'm gonna fight you." And and Nolachari goes, "Okay," and off come the gloves. And then the refs took Nolachari and just skated him across the ice, and just and he went bye bye down the tunnel. Because it was towards the end of the period or something. and It was right, right at the end of the second, yeah. <laughs> right. I think what happened was they ended up getting, like, matching roughings or something like that. But then Dylan Larkin got an additional one that was uh, was being uh, served by someone else. In fact, I could tell you exactly because it's right here. Yeah, Dylan Larkin, Larkin went for roughing against Nolachari at 1944, the first uh, and it was served by Michael Rasmussen, who I okay, sure. And then he I think got they no- took him for in the first round in twenty seventeen. They had a lot of flack for that pick too. Well, yeah, I mean he's serving the penalty. They should. No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I, I don't have anything to say about him. Dylan Larkin also got the roughing uh, another one against uh, Nolachari, so he had a double minor. And then Nolachari had unsportsmanlike conduct. That's what he went for. And it was so late in the first period that it didn't matter. So they just both went down the tunnel. Yeah. And the other one was served. And then I don't think that the Bruins really did anything with that. No, they didn't. They didn't manage to do anything with that advantage. Yeah. It was a really, really entertaining game. I mean, it was. And it was nice to see them blow out a team that they should be blowing out. I mean, I almost... I almost feel bad that they left Jonathan Bernier in for the entire game. Yeah. Yeah. Yay, he made a 31 safe game on 39 shots. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy. I know that yesterday we were all like going through like the, the journey that Jonathan Bernier has gone through the NHL to get to this point. Yeah, that's a rough way to to have just started with this team, and they signed him for like three years at decent money. They're clearly not planning on re-signing J- Jimmy Howard at the end of this year, so like that's a shitty thing for you to, to put the guy that you presumably are planning on being your starter starting next year. Um, put, also, put, <laughs> good luck being good again for the next like couple years when you're planning on having Jonathan Bernier be your starter going forward. Yeah. Yeah, he had a he was you know good before he went to, even even in during his time in Toronto, but Toronto broke his spirit because like Tank Toronto would do that. <laughs> Things are working out really well in Detroit. Oh, did you hear that they're covering the red of the pizza box seats with black because oh. the, they're not selling out, especially the lower lower rim. Oh, you're, they're not selling out their new $700 million arena that inexplicably a bankrupt city paid for? Oh. Yeah, so they're not they're they're not selling that out. So on TV, the red seats look really bad. It's really apparent that they're open. So they're making the seats black down down there. I mean, at least they're not going to they're not going to take the Florida approach and just cover them with a tarp. <laughs> These are not the seats you're looking for. There's no seats. There's no seats here. Just what tarp. seats? <laughs> Everyone has a tarp in the arena. No. <laughs> I need to go see a game in the lower bowl in Florida. 
which should not be that hard. But I need to do that because my name, my last name is on the seats. Oh. Oh. It is. I mean, you have to now, yeah. And then ask them to take a seat home. <laughs> Honestly, they could probably do it. They could probably do it with the revenue. For... <laughs> I'll just take one of the ones under the tarp. No one will miss it. Just leave the tarp there. No one will ever see that it's gone. <laughs> It's not like you're gonna. It's not like you're gonna need them. You're you're the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor, poor Florida. They'll get they'll get it together. Maybe someday. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they had a, a thing where it's like every once in a while, about an hour before the game, they will offer free tickets to people if they have a Florida license. I don't know if it's still happening, but it was happening at one point. So. I learned that on Puck Soup this week, or so. Yeah. Gotta go, get a, gotta go get my fake ID so I can go to Florida Panthers game for free. I mean, you don't even really need that. <laughs> like, the tickets are cheap, often cheap enough that I've heard of cases of, of you basically, if you look for seat sales, you can fly from Boston to Miami and get t- and see the game for less than, Loche, than a pair of Loesch seats in, in Boston if you land, like, a really good cheap sale on JetBlue or something. Sometimes I, well, I really like to sit in loge, but now I only like to sit in suites. <laughs> I like to sit in loge for really, like, I like to be up close to the action, uh, but not that up close. Like, I like to be, like, uh, you know, the higher loge seats. I like it when I can see somebody like Roman Yossi, because he's pretty. Yeah, I'm not above that. I'm just going to say it. So, yes, that game yesterday. Wow. Eight goals in that game yesterday. It's just amazing. I didn't think they'd do that yesterday anyway. I'm glad that they're playing against these middling teams at best right now. It's okay. It's also, it's also good to see that they're beating them because it'd be a little bit concerning if they were playing poorly against these teams. <laughs> they're not just beating them, though. They're beating them like a fucking drum. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> they've what scored 22 23 goals in the last four games so mm, yeah yeah that's a lot i i like it i love this goal scoring thing i i i used to think like clone system was fine in a lot of respects but man oh man i just i love this i love this scoring thing look what being clodeless has done to bergie's pr- production especially yeah Ooh, yeah he's still two-way hero and yet he's scoring a lot more i'm just gonna like you know for various reasons burger is almost certainly a bit almost certainly going to eventually be a first ballot hall of famer the you know it's three or four selkies he's got four right now yeah i'm yeah, up four. Oh yeah oh yeah the reason they gave it to, to, to fucking kopitar this past year is because they don't know they don't want to give him more than bob gainey right um that would suck yeah, because Bob Gaines is a fucking hab, dude. They should take like three of those away. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, because he's, he's going to be in. Plus, he's also you know um, triple. Uh, he's you know triple gold winner, including two Olympic gold medals. So yeah, but he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But like, if if he could have produced like this during the Claude years, he'd have had the numbers to be a first ballot Hall of Famer too, not just you know the hardware. Yeah. Well, luckily, people see uh, they see beyond numbers. I guess what I'll say. Well, that's the, he is the part that the voters for that, or the, the dipshit voters for the hockey, hockey Hall of Fame, count more 
they count for some reason they count that they, they like hardware more than they like more than they like points. That's why it took Adam Oates and Dave Andrewchuk so friggin' long to get in. Ah, uh, yes, yes. You know, speaking of points, yes, there was a uh, there was a point that you made earlier about what this team is doing so far statistically. I brought up some stats about where some of our team leaders lie right now in this this young NHL season. So right now, in, we have Patrice third in the NHL with uh, 11 points. We have David Pasternak second in the league and goals with seven. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, Patrice's points were 11. Uh, Brad is second in the NHL with assists and the, uh, or in assists, and that's with nine. And then those that's where basically it's all very important. And it, it should also point out that Brad is a part of the um, uh, four, uh, part of a five way tie for fourth in the league in, in total points. And Pasternak is in is in a tie for fifth for next down the line. I guess I guess that wouldn't be fifth. That would be like ninth because he's going to skip everything between four between fifth and nine, and there. But anyway, yeah. So pretty fucking good. Yeah. That top line's producing like there's no tomorrow. And, you know, here's the thing about this. We're getting this kind of production right now, including on, to a, not like, including on the power play without Tori Krug. There we go! Now, now um, I'm just going to be very clear. I'm sure there are plenty of dip- dipshits out there. They're going to say, look, this means we can trade Tory Krug for, for, for a badly needed winger. I'm like, ah, no. I mean, because I did you predict do it. not get fair value when you trade a 60-point defenseman. So, what do you think it's going to be like when he does get back? That first power play unit's going to put the fucking fear of God in every other team in the league is what it's going to do. <laughs> it's put up five power play goals without him. And, you know, Grizz is no slouch, but he is not Krug, right? I mean, Grizzly's been, been, been quarterbacking the first unit, and um, he um, has only has two power play assists, which means they're basically doing it with minimal participation by the only defenseman on the unit. So that should be fun when Krug's back back in that spot. And by fun, I mean for everyone except opposing goalies. It might be fun for them too. You never know. I doubt it. I feel like <laughs> that unit's going to make them cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'd make them cry too. Because goalies on other teams suck. Okay. I did want to make sure that you got in there that that we're still missing Krug. He's not here. Got to get your Krug fix. And we got to figure out what's going to happen with him when he comes back. Well, I think it'll mean more, I mean, less John Moore, which I'm I'm done. I'm okay. You know, I have no problem with John Moore. What I don't like is the John Moore-Carlo pairing. Oh, no, I don't like it either. And, and again, it's not an issue with either player. It's that they're entirely too similar and shouldn't be a pairing. I, I feel like when I'm watching the two of them, Carlo's like, hey, I'm trying to be in my position. And John Moore, go the fuck over there. <laughs> away from me where you're supposed to be. I don't like the angles that he takes uh, along the boards or in the corners. I, I just, I'm done with John Moore for right now. I'd like to see something else. Thank you. I, I will say that fortunately, Grizzlick's been the Grizzlick Miller pairing has gone back to being the Grizzlick Miller pairing, right? Which means that I don't see Grizzlick being the odd man out when Krug comes back. Yep. 
Now, I have seen suggestions that, you know, maybe they'll use this luxury to give Chara the opportunity to rest more games because he is, you know, 40 fucking one. But at the same time, he's playing that well, right? So uh, it can go all sorts of different directions on that. Jeff, I would love for you to go tell Zidane Chara that he has to sit a game to rest. Please, no. (laughs) (laughs) You tell Zidane Chara he has to do that. I, I, um, no. No. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to. Nobody does. I see your point. I just don't see it happening. That's all. And plus there's the added thing of the fact that Vakaninen is unambiguously NHL ready, right? Um, we have too many, we, we have too many left shot defensemen right now. Uh, somehow. Speaking oh. of Vakaninen, I do have the Providence three-game weekend roundup, some stats from that. Oh, wow. Solarik had three assists and he had four shots on goal. Um, Fitzgerald had a goal and two assists. JFK had one goal, one assist with four shots on goal. Uh, good old Trenny Frederick had a goal on four shots. Sanishin had two goals on six shots, and Vakaninen had one assist with 12 shots on goal. 12 shots on goal over three games. Damn. Yeah, the only person that had really close to him was Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald had 10. You know, I really like Ryan Fitzgerald, but it's pretty obvious he's going to get lost in the mix. It's a shame. He'll probably, my guess is he, he will be an NHLer. I don't think it's going to be in Boston. And it has nothing to do with him. Let's trade him to Florida! I mean, I don't even think, I'm I'm, I'm still not convinced convinced whether Vetrano's an NHLer or not yet either. So, anyway... <laughs> That's why. Let's trade him to Florida or somewhere else. You pick a place. I see. The thing is, he's the kind of player that you not you don't lose by virtue by way of a trade. He's probably more likely to be a eventually doesn't get QO'd and then becomes someone's March or so or Yanni Gord. Except he's not going to score like those guys. But yeah. All right. Don't qualify him. <laughs> I'm not really advocating for making making NHL somewhere else. I just don't think it's happening here. And again, it has nothing to do with him. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like we really need to just figure this out randomly. Okay, ready? <laughs> okay, so let's see. Um, trade in. And then what's the other one? Not qualified, no QO, and then what's the other one? The other possibility is that they keep re-signing him until such a time as he qualifies for group six. Let me bring him up so I can actually have his age in front of, age and birthday in front of me and say when that would hypothetically happen. Because he is a, I mean, he's an older player, right? He was, he's, it's a fairly, he was a, is he a 2012 or a 2013 pick? Anyway. So he's already 23, so he won't he wouldn't go group 6 at the end of this year. He uh, he would go after next season he would be eligible to go um, uh, group 6 UFA. So if he doesn't make if he doesn't make Boston in season next year, it's not going to happen here. There we go. <laughs> All right, so I've got a whole bunch of things that can happen to him. Ready? I'm going to just, like, fold him up, and I'm going to... I don't have any hats. That's fun. That's because um, 
No, Pasternak had something to do with that, I think. Yeah, yeah. I only have one hat. It's in my car. Although I have a head. I have a head for hats. Um, like sometimes I'm looking at stuff and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Anyway, okay, ready? I've got it. I've got it. I've got to find a container. This is scintillating radio. Oh, this is a very big container. Okay. Okay, here's the fate. The fate of uh, Ryan Fitzgerald? You forgot about who we were talking about, didn't you? <laughs> BS is Ryan Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> this is the fate of this person. Okay, ready? This is this is the fate of him. It's official. Oh, that's no fun. It was no qualifying offer. I, I'm not going to take that. I'm going to take my second one. Ready? This is the second one. This is going to be better. Ryan Fitzgerald doesn't like broccoli. Wow. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And this is the other possibility. This could totally be true. He's traded. Oh, this is no fun when it's all the real stuff. Okay, wait a minute. Ready? Okay, come on. Come on. Ryan Fitzgerald is eaten by a crocodile. Oh, so he was traded to Florida. (laughs) 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 And then, let's see. This one says that he is re-signed to Group 6 until he's Group 6. And then this one is he becomes a lion tamer. Did you, did you write any that involved him making the Bruins? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so the story is Ryan Fitzgerald was traded to Florida. He was driving his bike to go to the grocery store to not buy broccoli because he doesn't like it. And he was eaten by a crocodile on the way. But what, about, but what about the lion taming? <laughs> well, um, uh, <laughs> he was trying to practice his new lion taming skills on the crocodile, and it definitely didn't work. The whole head and mouth thing didn't work <laughs> at all. <laughs> Yeah, it's really the last thing you want to put your heads in the mouth of an open crocodile because uh, you're not stopping that from closing. <laughs> and that's what happened to Ryan Fitzgerald. <laughs> okay, the reason why I said Ryan Fitzgerald because I have this problem with the word Fitz and whatever word comes after it. And I often will get Fitzgerald and Fitzpatrick mixed up. I just do. I just like, so it's like, I have to confirm it. Fitzgerald? Fitzpatrick? Fitzcarraldo? I don't know. It's, that's what happened to, to Brian Fitzgerald. None of them were making the Bruins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeff hates us. Ryan, we're sorry. This wasn't what I was trying to make happen. (laughs) Ryan, we're sorry for sealing your fate, but what is said must be done. Well, you know, look, Austin Zarnick tried to make the team for so many years, and that didn't work out for him. And then he moved on. Tommy Cross. 
wanted to be in the big Bruins and he tried that for so many years and then he moved on to the Blue Jackets who then uh, I think put him on their Cleveland. And now he lives in Cleveland. <laughs> A fate Tommy, worse than death. Tommy, you done, Tommy, you done gone fucked up, son. <laughs> A fate worse than death. You live in Cleveland now. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like you got to, if you can't make it one place, you've got to go try to make it somewhere else. you got to try to live your dream, you know? It, and I, you can't begrudge people from trying to, to do that um, with every team that they're on. Not everybody can make it. Not everybody can make it. Not, you know, even, I mean, we see how it is where it's like, uh, you know, there are players that we like. Or that we grow to like, or we liked right off the bat, and then it's their time to move on too, you know? So it's like, I know I'm making light of a situation that maybe isn't so funny, but I don't know. It's just one of those things where he's going to try to make the big team. We don't see it happening because there's just like so many bodies in front of him. And he's another left wing. Mm, yeah. Which doesn't help him at all. No, right wing <laughs> would help him, I think. Center would help him, but not left wing. So yeah, he's. I think he he played a lot of. Oh, oh shoot! Really? Cap friendly has him listed as a center, comma right wing. I didn't. Which is oh, but, oh, but he's, he's but he shoots on the left. So basically, he's been playing on the right out of necessity because you know our entire organization has a serious problem with right shot anything, right shot forwards, right top to bottom. <laughs> like more people are right shots and lefts. Is what no, you're... other way around. Oh. Oh. Well, remember remember all three of the guys that are supposedly, you know, you know, cause like, uh, you know, Bjork, Bjork, Hein, and Donato, assuming that all three, that, that things sort out and all three are on the actual playing roster regularly, all three of them are left shots. Yet two of them are going to be playing right wing. Jeff, you gave him hope for like one second, and then you just <laughs> took it away just as quickly. Yeah, Jeff. Oh, he sh- Jeff. Oh, he plays right wing. Oh, he shoots left. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. And you thought we were cruel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gave him you hope. Fed, you fed him to an alligator. <laughs> A crocodile. It's more fun to say. <laughs> I know that. I don't predict the cards. I just read them. <laughs> oh Jeff, I'm sorry. <laughs> Didn't you miss us? <laughs> Didn't you? <laughs> Poor Jeff, he's had like a double dose of me this weekend. So- I'm sure he's just like, shut up. All right. What haven't we hit on today? I don't know. <laughs> um, I just want to quickly comment that this um, uh, Wagner, Corrali, Achari fourth line is as much fun, if not possibly more so, than the same configuration with Schaller. Because um, good possession. They hit everything that moves. <laughs> kind of liking it. Yeah, and I did not think I didn't think that that Wagner signing was really a a good play, but you know it's looking pretty good so far. So, so could we just call him Schwagner? Schwags. 
Then we I mean, have the you Scott line. People, I would think we'd be wanting to try to call him Wagner, but we also talked about this yesterday. Yeah, I have a like a Wagner block because of the whole like, oh, he was Hitler's favorite composer thing. So that's not Wagner's fault, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely Wagner's fault, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's you're right. It's not his fault either. Um, <laughs> We we talked about how his his music like he like oh is that Wagner's music or is that Wagner's music and it's like the right uh, of the Valkyries. <laughs> I mean, like, how could it not be? <laughs> yeah, that would be so great. And and you know, we we know all of that stuff. Like, but you know, and then I did tell you about crazy Krenig Ludwig, who was the guy who who uh, constructed, who built Neuschwanstein, which is the very Disney-looking uh, palace in Bavaria. Um, he was, he had several grottos. I didn't tell you that part. He had several grottos in the castle. And he was in love with Wagner, who um, he was the patron of. So, you know. You're right. I shouldn't have any problem with this because this whole story, it's a love story. All of it. We'll just exclude the Hitler part. <laughs> How often have I said that in my life? Uh, and... <laughs> but I wanted to call him Schwa uh, Schwag... Uh, God. Schwagner, because then I can have the ska line back. <laughs> but now you have... Uh-oh. If you use Sean instead of Corrali, you have the line that was. Oh, uh, but... 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 It works better when it uh, it's all like, you know. Yeah, but yeah. it was the one that was. You... <sighs> <laughs> We're gonna have to figure this one out. I don't think we've got it figured out yet. And and I would love to have Bjork back on that first line so we could have the one hundred percent line, one hundred and ten percent line. I'm sorry. But yesterday I said it was the second line when we were in our box and I was drinking and everybody got on my case so. I'm sorry. It is the first line, not the second line. I'm obviously a fraud. I should never, ever have to talk about or um, t um, anything with the Bruins. There we go. Well, Jeff did say the fourth line does hit anything that moves. So you do have the whack line. They're whacking everybody. The wacka, wacka, wacka. <laughs> wacka, wacka, wacka. I, I kind of like, like the whack-a-mole line, actually. The whack-a-mole line. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'll I'll leave that in there. I like that a little bit better than was the whack-a-mole line. But I I wish we could call him Schwagner. <laughs> Woohoo! The fourth line. It's it's back. It was what everybody worried about all year. Wagner scored at least one goal, right? Yeah. And Corrali, I think he's one and one. And Corrali put somebody through the glass, not shattered it, but through the glass the other night. <laughs> and, and, he did, and he did score the eighth goal last night as well. Oh, that's right. That's right. 
I I did feel bad for the person that was like sitting there when the glass like fell on him because I'm pretty sure the dude in the front row wasn't paying attention and it just kind of hit him in the head and he kind of like looked up was like wait what and like the person behind him was trying to like hold the glass off his head. Oh, so I felt a little bad for that guy. In the past, they've had Bruins players come and say something to them and you know make sure they're okay and like. You know, like Sean Thornton went to the girl who uh, got hit in the head with a puck. Um, you know, and he's like, "Ah, oh, you were kissed by a biscuit, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. That's a Sean Thornton thing to say. Yep. All right. So, anything else that's pressing about this team right now? Anything else we can get wrong by next week? Preferably if we can have it wrong by the time I get this episode out on maybe Wednesday. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know because like even the areas of uncertainty, I don't know what to predict at this point. I'm gonna predict a couple things just so we can get it wrong. Vakaninen's <laughs> gonna be called up and he's gonna then be in the starting lineup. Well, not the starting lineup, but he'll be in the top six. And then we're also going to call up... Uh, we're going to call up Frederick, and he's going to play 3C, because why the fuck not? We're going to get it all right this week, guys. It's all right. We got it. It's written in the stars. Yep. Yep. Lion Tamer! Okay, um... So let's talk about this week that's coming up. Anybody want to tell, to tell me about any games that are coming up? Okay, so it's the it's the Western Canada road trip. Uh, yay! This means a string of games that start at like impossibly bad times against teams that are impossibly bad, varying very, varying degrees of unwatchable. Yes, um, it starts off uh, Wednesday. That would be the seventeenth. That would be October seventeenth um, at Calgary. Um, at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time because um, that's exactly that, that kind of start time is exactly what you need on a weekday. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and the next day on the second night of a back-to-back, they're in Edmonton at 9 p.m. Eastern. Because quality games on the road involve back-to-backs. Yeah. And then on the 20th, so that's next Saturday... They're at Vancouver with a start time at 10 p.m. Eastern. Kill me now. <laughs> I remind you, listeners, of course, I live in Nova Scotia. We are on Atlantic time. Those, therefore, are 10.30, 10, and 11 p.m. starts. Yeah, Chuck. Yeah, yeah. Ch- we're just going to count on you not watching any of those. Yeah, I, I mean, the weekday ones are guaranteed no's. I'm not going to rule out Vancouver, but... um. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should drink heavily during Vancouver. Oh, I, it's probably gonna be fun for us. But well, and, and 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 it appears that um, well, you know, Brock Besser hasn't been doing much yet. And on top of that, it appears that um, Lars Eller may have uh, injured uh, Elias Pedersen. Uh, Elias Pedersen, which means that there's there's nothing good about Vancouver anymore. <laughs> How did Lars Eller do that, pray tell? I did not hear about this. Uh, he hit him into the boards, and it was a fine hit, but then he, like, body slammed him, too, or something like that. 
Oh, but Lars Eller is supposed to be such What? A... Not Lars Eller. I'm fucking wrong. It was, wait, it was Matthews? Really? I had the team wrong for starters, but... um. Jeff, I'm surprised. No, I don't expect you to follow that. Story. Nope, nope. Still wrong. Still wrong. I read that too quickly as I was like... As the webpage was changing, it was... <laughs> something called a Mike Matheson. Oh! Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Mike Matheson. <laughs> oh, but is he of the um uh is he of the what team is that i'm sorry it's some um, florida <laughs> is he of the miami mathesons i think so yes <laughs> yes the miami mathesons <laughs> anyway mathesons mathesons are gonna have a hearing for that um he probably should <laughs> yeah yeah so um <laughs> Yeah, so that's uh, that's going well for them. Yeah. Oh man. And again, yeah, and then they said, and Besser's had a sub-ideal start compared to last year. Oh no. Honestly, I, I feel like a such a sore winner, but I, I just get so much joy out of watching Vancouver suffer. Oh my God, Mike Matheson is of the Quebec Mathesons. Yeah. Oh yes, very famous. Because that, that's very much a name that you expect to be from Quebec, yes. Of course. Uh, as as follows. Um, yeah, um, I don't know why I love to hate Vancouver, but I just do. I mean, that's a pretty widely held attitude in, um, in Boston fandom. And it, again, it does feel very much like, um, like being sore winners, but yeah. There's nothing about that team that I should hate. There's nothing about it. I just, I don't know. That's true. Kessler's not there anymore. Burroughs isn't there anymore. BX is not there anymore. Rafi Torres, Max Max LaPierre. Like, they're, 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 I don't even know. No, none of those people are there. I should have no problem just being okay with them. You know what it is? Okay, I'm going to tell you. I hate their logo. It's shitty. There we go. I hate them. It is a terrible logo. It is the one, terrible. the only they, they've gone through a lot of bad logos. The only good one they've ever had was the one when they were first founded, and that was the. And it is kind of doofy looking, but when you know what it is, it's neat. It's the it's the rink with the stick in it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It. Yeah, it's just it's just a dumb logo. I hate it, and I also I'm not sold on the idea of Canucks as not being somewhat derogatory. I'm not even from Canada. I don't know why I would be offended by it, but, you know, sure, I will have outrage and offense for someone if they want. You can pay me for it. No, I'm just kidding. You can't pay me for it. I just have it. Jeff, that logo you were talking about, is that the one that's their shoulder? Yeah. For their, on their jersey, yeah. Yeah, so that was the logo they had when they were first founded, and that's really the only good one they've ever had. I mean, the skate logo's okay, but the color scheme is awful. Oh yeah, that color scheming was bad. Although I did see a mo- I did see a mock up once of the skate logo in their current colors, and I saw I, I say sign me up. That that actually looks pretty good. But uh, yeah. Did you know that the the city of Vancouver's colors are the same as the teams? Oh. Well, that would explain why they did that after they gave up with that black, red, and yellow thing because. Uh, that was such a bad color scheme. Such a bad. I mean, that was the color scheme that first appeared when they had those ridiculous 
Have you ever seen the, the, their early 80s jerseys when they didn't even have a logo? Yeah, that was... <laughs> it was just like giant... It was almost like a, a, a V-neck that was way too big. Yeah, I kind of enjoyed that in a way. <laughs> it's at some. It's it's like someone was told to install some, put in some hem stripes, and got really fucking drunk first, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then super fucking excited. <laughs> they were like fucking hem stripes, right? <laughs> I think this sounds like everything all about me. This sounds like <laughs> something I did. That's why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff is evaluating how much he doesn't want to be around me anymore. I also just realized on the score app, what's the app that I run like for sports scores and stuff? If you go to the team's like individual page, it links you to um you can click on payroll and it links you to SpotRack, which is one of the um one of the like payroll sites that are up they they do they do all sports but i just noticed that it's linked directly through the app it's kind of neat wow so that 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 old vancouver one with the stick in the rink which i didn't know that's what it was until you pointed that out i often said that yeah it's hard to figure out the first couple times you see it because it's a little obtuse it's a neat logo but it's a little obtuse that was theirs for eight years, and then that other one with the monstrosity of colors, which it looks like it's a skate, and it says Canucks in the skate blade. Is that what it I is? I like the design. It's bad colors, yeah. Um, the one. That was their primary logo for um, about 19 years. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's some commitment to shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is called Lots of Cocaine. That's what it's called. And speaking of Vancouver, our, our old pals, Louis Erickson and Sean Corrale, or, wow, Tim Schaller, um, <laughs> have, um, have a combined three assists so far this year, and all three of them are Louis. So that's how they've started out. Well, Schaller is a slow starter, right? And he, is he on the third or fourth line? Or is he on their second line? That I don't know. I just know goals and assists. Yeah, I'll take a look at that stuff later. But I'm just going to say, like, Louis Erickson, the minute he signed with the Canucks, I I, I was okay. I just didn't think that it was going to work out here anymore anyway. So, goodbye, Louis. It's fine. He hasn't done much with them. He's not going to do much with them. I bet he misses the Sedins. I mean, he didn't do much with them, really. Well, that's because he got on board when they were, you know, old and busted. Where is Carl? Is Carl still in Colorado? Yeah. Yeah. He recently got some type of 200th point, maybe, or something like that recently. Okay. I remember seeing uh, the Avs Twitter tweeted it out. Well, someday I hope that they're reunited because they were good buddies. Yeah, that would be nice. I'm pretty sure Carl had a really bad year last year. He had like oh. 14. Oh, yeah. I think Carl had like an almost unimaginably bad year last year. Yeah. <laughs> he started off okay this year. He's got three goals and two assists in five games this year. It's not bad. Hmm. Okay. 
Vancouver is on Saturday night next week, and uh, it's not prime time viewing. It's late night viewing. Uh, 10 o'clock hockey sucks. I'm sorry. I just don't want to watch it. That's all. Yeah. I know. We're going to make it, kids. We're going to make it through this. I hope so. Anyway, something else hockey-related that's kind of funny. Arizona has yet to score a goal at five on five. (laughs) (laughs) They have have a shorty. They have a power play goal, and they have an empty netter. No five on five goals. Are you talking about on the season? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. It's only three games played, but still. Yikes. It's because they got shut out twice and then scored all three in their most recent game. But <laughs> poor Arizona, those jerseys don't deserve that treatment. Yep. Well, enjoy them while they last, because eventually we'll be seeing a new design when they're the Houston Coyotes. Oh. Are there many Coyotes in Houston? I mean, there's, like, coyotes everywhere. They're a, they're a serious problem coast to coast in this continent right now because they're, you know, like, big and half-dog now. Oh, okay. At least eastern ones. I don't, I don't know about western ones. Maybe there's still, like, actual coyotes there. I have no idea. <laughs> they're half-dog now? What? Oh, eastern, yeah, the eastern coyotes is, um, isn't, like, they're, they're, they're all at, like, minimum, like, 50% domestic dog, which is why they're quite a bit larger than western coyotes. I did not know this. Yeah. That's probably not a good thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and on that note. Oh, okay. Um, yes. So I think I think we covered a wide variety of things. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'd say so. We're still finding our footing here in this fourth season. And it didn't help that some of us have seen one game so far. Um, (laughs) Blame that. We'll blame that. We'll blame Matt? That. Yep. Oh, okay. I was was fully on board blaming some dude named Matt. (laughs) I I was too, because I'm always up to blame a Matt. All right, so that's our show, I think. Yes. Okay. I'm calling it. <laughs> so, listeners, um, you've been listening to Barely on Topic. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found, as long as it's one of those. Um, if you like us, rate us a bunch of stars. If you don't, just sit this one out. It's cool. We understand. You can um, uh, reach out to us on Twitter uh, at Barely on Topic or on uh, Facebook. That would be at Barely on Topic Podcast. And, of course, um, uh, there are always our individual uh, private Twitter accounts. Um, I'm, of course, at Dr. Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. And you can send your dog pictures to me at VA from R.I. <laughs> <laughs> yes you can Tim word <laughs> what I mean people are always saying like send me dog pictures so I just said it I didn't tweet it I just said it send me your dog pictures 